Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Usually each week we discuss a chapter from the Harry Potter series, but today we're doing something a little different. I'm Robin. And I'm Bayana. Today we're doing a bonus episode, um, episode 64 and one-fifth, Fantastic Beasts and American Wizardry. Um, so basically this is our like pre-Fantastic Beasts movie brain dump. Slash, it's not going to turn into a rant. <laughs> um, yeah, this is everything that we were like, we'll talk about it later before the movie. Um, this is... Today is later. Today is the later. Um, we have really quick announcements because I just want to go through it. So use the hashtag wizard team on Twitter to follow along. You can also tag and follow us at we Black and Nerds. Submit to Hogwarts BSU and imagine life as a Black Hogwarts student. You can check out our website for guidelines, blackgirlscreate.org. Yes. Please consider becoming a Patronus, starting with Goblet of Fire. Uh, we will be video recording the Wizard Team episodes, and Patroni will have access to those episodes. $5 a month get the video the Tuesday before the episode drops, and $10 a month get a link to watch us record live and an invite to a chat room so that we can talk to you while we're recording. Um, if you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, or even if you do, please rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, wherever they allow you to rate and review our podcast, you should do that. Um, that way it'll boost the, um, it'll be, boost us up so people can see us and also join the team and give us more reviews and talk about Harry possibly Potter money. and things <laughs> and possibly money. Robin is poor right now, guys. So it's is Bayana. It's a thing. We're all poor. Um, subscribe to our newsletter. Follow us on social media. We Black and Nerds on Twitter. Black Girls Create on other, every other social channel. Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, which I've been neglecting, which I usually neglect. And then I just go full in and then I neglect again. <laughs> but whatever. We're there. We're there. <laughs> um, jinx. Um, no news because this is a bonus episode. So we will talk about it on our regular episode if there is any. Um, and let's be honest, we're kind of hoping there's no news. <laughs> low key. Other than these things. I feel like Fantastic Beasts is enough news for this weekend. <laughs> Just have that happen yeah. and then we can move on with our, you know, it's fine. If our lives. We don't know. Things happen. Um, you'll hear about it in our regular episode, like we said. So. Yes. And on Twitter, because we, in real time, feelings abound. Yes. It's very true. So how we kind of thought about this, I'm just going to like kind of lay out the format for you guys is um, the we're, we're going to talk about like the marketing for Fantastic Beast in terms of like the trailers and the content. Um, a lot of that marketing comes in the form of content on Pottermore, um, Magic in North America. We have a couple of pieces of Magic in North America that we really want to delve into. Um, and then we're going to talk about just like the trailers that we've seen, like basically what we know so far before the movie comes out, um, and the questions that we have about it, but trying to have a little bit of structure because, you know, Bayana likes structure, um, and not hop around too much. So let's start, I think, with. I want to start with, like, where this all, like, really kicked off, which is the book. Mm -hmm. um, so, in 2001, Joe in um, 
partnership with the Red Nose Society, I believe, or Comic Relief. Yeah, in partnership with Comic Relief, she did a special um, treat of you could buy Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them and Quidditch Through the Ages, which were textbooks in, or are textbooks in the Harry Potter universe at Hogwarts. And you could just buy these these things. They're very small. Um, I'm looking and Fantastic Beast is 42 pages. I think it's about the same for Quidditch Through the Ages. And it's printed or published as Harry Potter's textbook. So there's writing in it. It's, you know, it says property of Harry Potter. And then like there's notes written between Harry and Ron, even Hermione. Um, some of it's real rude. Like they have like a whole conversation on the this book belongs to page which is like where his book plate would be and then they're doing like hangman type stuff <laughs> um which is like just rude tic-tac-toe it's really cute though that like this is fantastic beast and where to find them what yeah. class is that this is i believe wouldn't it be hagrid's class care of magical creatures mm. but like first second year i'm double checking because i Kind of, I'm double checking because part of me thinks that he got it. Yeah, he got it in Sorcerer's Stone. Okay. It could just be History of Magic. I'm not sure. Which is why I'm asking. Yeah. That was why I was asking because. Because if it's um, History of Magic, then they're bored and Bims are in. Oh, yeah, I was going to say that's not so rude. Bims is rude for It's so rude for writing in your textbooks, though. Um, I mean, I that's a thing that you do in school. Says who? Like, there's have, literally like, like okay, a, we are literally writing in our books right there's now. There's like a Harry on. loves moaning Myrtle, <laughs> but we're writing like note notes. These are like these are. I mean, people don't doodle in their note in there. Not no. This is. I mean, I doodle everywhere. This is literally a game of hangman. Okay, if they're bored. Yeah, do this on a piece. If of they're paper. in Ben's class, I feel like they get a pass. Do this on a piece on a notebook paper. On your do it on a pair spare bit of parchment is what I'm saying. Like notes that pertain to it brings character to the book. It does. We're already getting off of track, but <laughs> we're already on a tangent. We could talk about how this is from the same woman that dog ears her pages though, so we know how she treats her books. I actually like. See, the thing is, is I love books, but I also love when they look worn and like they've been. They read. can look worn and read. Without you know what I mean? Harming them. That's not harming them. It's like assault on your book. It's not what that is. If you read it, okay. It's going to be worn. If you use it, you turn the pages. Yeah. The spine snaps. I know. Anyway, so I I don't believe that that's abuse. I don't. I mean, feel that way about it, but yeah. I mean, I I can do annotations when it when it pertains to the subject matter, Um, Mm -hmm. but just. Playing around I mean, I actually book. don't doodle in my textbooks, but I don't really blame them if it's in like a specific, if it's like that particular class. Yeah. So, anywho. Oh, said so it might be, might be Defense Against the Dark Arts. That would also make sense. Um, because yeah, you're Quarrel. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so we get a one, a little one pager about the author and that is where like Newt scameter comes from basically and that is where mm-hmm. she decided to turn this little textbook that was released for charity um into a movie 
And then that became a trilogy. And then that became five movies. And now we are where we are. Um, but it was supposed to center around Newt Scamander. And now it's a prequel. Now it's a prequel. Anywho. And quote me on this. Like, save this book market. I think I mentioned it in an earlier episode. Book market. Because in four years, when we get to Fantastic Beasts 4, and in five years when we get to Fantastic Beasts 5, if Tom Riddle shows up in there, somebody owes me something. Money, chocolate, something. <laughs> she Because I promise you, Tom Riddle is either going to be mentioned or he's going to make a cameo. Yep. The Chamber of Secrets is going on at that time. So somebody is getting is getting cast as a young Voldemort and he's going to show up and it's going to be a whole thing. A young Hagrid. They're looking for a Voldemort and a Hagrid. But they're specifically somebody's there's about to cast for a Voldemort. Oh my God. Like it's yeah. going to be this whole ass thing. And if the words Voldemort show up, I'm going, well, he was, no, that's okay. Yeah. He went by Voldemort, yeah. but nobody but, yeah. knew him at that point. Yeah. yeah. The words Voldemort aren't going to show up because Joe does have some like, she knows she has some continuity like she knows, yeah. for the most part she understands that part it's not somebody else writing it but i it's gonna happen it's okay gonna show up. so i just wanted to go through because this is a really quick one page biography because i there is already um discrepancies through what we see here from what we like this is the first introduction to newt scameter potterhead's ever got um mm-hmm. besides his name and the in the book list when Harry goes to buy this book. Um, so, Newton, Newt, Artemis, Fido, Scamander, awesome name. Um, I know. <laughs> and Harry underlines and says, nice name. Was born in 1897. His interest in fabulous beasts were, was encouraged by his mother, who was an enthusiastic breeder of fancy hippogriffs. Upon graduation from Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, Mr. Scamander joined the... Scamander joined the Ministry of Magic in the Department of the Regulation of Control of Regulation and Control of Magical Creatures. After two years at the Office for House Elf Relocation, which mm, why did Dobby never get relocated? But okay, that that too. Years he describes to he describes as tedious in the extreme. He was transferred to the Beast Division where his prodigious knowledge of bizarre magical animals ensured his rapid promotion. So, um, although almost solely responsible for the creation of the werewolf register in 1947, in 1947, he's 50 years old at this point. He says his proudest moment, his, he is proudest of the ban on experimental breeding passed in 1965, which effectively prevented the creation of new and untamable monsters within Britain. Mr. Scamander's work with the Dragon Research and Restraint Bureau led to many research trips abroad, during which he collected information for his worldwide bestseller, Fantastic Beast and Where to Find Them, now in its 52nd edition. Newt Scamander was awarded the Order of Merlin Second Class in 1979 of his service to the study of magical beasts, magic zoology. Now retired, he lives in Dorset with his wife, Porpentina, and their pet measles, Hoppy, Molly, and Mahler. So he is 104 years old at the time that this textbook was published, which was 2001, um, and still alive. You know, they live older. But also Porpentina, who we'll meet in the movies. Mm-hmm. Such a British name. 
What American is naming their child Porpentina? I mean, I don't know. Well, she's, it's they're the magical. But still. That, but also, what? like, magical, or wizards, witches and wizards be naming their kids some random stuff. That's true. So, uh, we can, I'm gonna let that one slide. <laughs> I, I, like, I, it's not a big, it's not a big thing, but I was just like. It's not. That don't sound American. (laughs) So the first thing that jumps out to me when I read that was that we get in one of the trailers or one of the, um, there's been so much stuff, guys, but Newt, Mm -hmm. um, I think it's in the trailer that they say that Newt was expelled from Hogwarts. And something that I learned in, um, at LeakyCon was that they're going back, because you can still buy these books on Amazon and stuff. They, someone said that they're taking them off the shelves and retconning that piece of it which is like just fix like wh- okay whatever i just don't understand why i mean i think that be, i mean yeah, I know why he needs to be expelled he needs to be the other mm-hmm. which we'll talk about marginalized um, when I, don't they break your wand when you get expelled isn't see? that happening to hagrid yes um, uh, now I have more questions. So unless he maybe does, they'll be answered though. I I feel like they'll be answered. I think that Dumbledore goes to bat for him or something because I think there's also a I don't understand why Albus Dumbledore likes you line that's thrown in there, mm-hmm. um, which is like the start of the oh, this is a prequel. Um, <laughs> but I have a problem with making your hero like incompetent, and then that's something he has to overcome in general. You know, like they did this with um, Parks and Rec, like the first season of Parks and Rec, which is um, Parks and Rec is a great show. And it actually like their final season basically told us what 2016 is going to look like. And I'm mad about it. But anyway, um, the first season, Leslie Nope, the main character, is a complete doofus and she's bad at her job and she's not she's just dumb, like not dumb, but. She's incompetent. And then mm-hmm. they switched it all around and like really saved the show because they made her more like Hillary Clinton, sorry, which is that she's so competent and she's so enthusiastic about her job that she's annoying, you know? Like she's like super, like she's like, oh, you want to put up a stop sign? Well, I've made a five point binder and they're all alphabetized and they're like these different notes and you can see from these post-its and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, calm down, girl. She's like, Mm -hmm. they turn her into like an Alexander Hamilton. Like, here's an itemized list of 30 years of disagreements. Mm -hmm. Sweet Jesus. Um, And so that right there bothers me. What do you think? I mean, I... I don't think that necessarily, like, that it's a problem, and I don't think it irritates me in that way. I think it annoys me that, like, like, I get that, you know, fleshing out a story of someone, um, especially off of just, like, a page of something that you wrote Mm -hmm. 15 years ago or whatever. Um, I do think that it's more about the, I mean, I don't know. I think it's whatever at this point. You know what I mean? Like, I think that they can explain it. And if they want to take the things off the shelf, they've done, they have like switched around. We've already seen in like Prisoner of Azkaban and we'll see as we go on with the rest of the books, like the way that they change certain things in the books for whatever reason or another. Um, yeah, I think that this is just the first time. I know that like we'll talk about um, in Goblet of Fire, the uh, priority incantatum, like priority that was a mistake. 
yeah, that was a mistake that they had to go back and fix. But it was a, it was just a mistake in the writing. I think. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like Like, changing a substantial, or I don't know. I guess yeah, it's not really that substantial, right? Because she wrote this, and who knows how long she spent on this? It was for charity. It's literally forty-two pages, and it's like not that much writing. Um, But like, I do get the like fleshing him out part, but it's like that doesn't seem like it's that it's like as it seems like a really dumb thing to change yeah i mean i think that for for the things that are like specific to characters um i'm more willing to just like see the movie and see like see if it makes sense why they changed why like why she changed it you know Mm -hmm. what i mean versus like some of the larger things that we've talked about and more like systemic and like representation and all that kind of stuff i feel like if they something like that while on the one hand it is kind of like why would you do that but maybe it does add something to the story that wouldn't have if he had not been expelled um from hogwarts but also i'm more just interested in how he got to keep his wand if that's (laughs) the case yeah i mean i think for me it's just a matter of like that thing that she said that sticks in my head that irks me to no end is like I like to write from the position of the marginalized and mm-hmm. the other yeah, and therefore a, I had to being expelled from school make makes you marginalized I don't know well no I don't think that that's what she meant like I think that was may have been part of it but also he's supposed to be really like quirky and weird and he's coming into a place where that's like vastly different than the society that he grew up in yeah, and no, so he I, feels like an outsider because he wears a blue coat and has floppy hair um, a TARDIS blue coat, I may add, and I have something about that later. Um, yeah, yes. so I think that it's less about, like, you were expelled from school, so now you're, like, other, which I think it could be part of it and may I think add to whatever her definition of that is. I but think I don't think her, like, that that's, like, the main it. thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't think, I think that that's... I, think what, I don't think flavor. that is what's making her see him as other. I think that that just adds to him being, like, an outcast and, like... Yeah, Breakfast Agreed. Club type shit. <laughs> Agreed. Um, so, I mean, do you want to just go into magic in North America and why the outsiderness of him going to America? Yeah. Or do so you we're... want, or is there a little bit more of the marketing? No, I mean, I think that we, like this kind of is the marketing, so we'll just go yeah. into it. I think that, um, I mean, yeah, and then later if you want to talk about, because I don't have the actual book, but... Um, like some of the beasts that we may see if they're in there. Yeah. Um, but for now, yeah. So I know, so for Pottermore, we're not going to like, you know, uh, make ourselves into, go through yeah. every single thing again because fuck that. Um, but we are going to get into like some of the kind of main pieces that inform the movie like immediately. Um, mm-hmm. So the first one is and again like if one if you want to hear our thoughts on like the full thing you can go to episode 28 and three quarters um and listen to our full episode that we did on the entire magic in north america series um you can also just like listen to other past episodes where we just throw shade i think last (laughs) episode we had some issues um so yeah you can our our feelings on on the are well documented and you can go find those um, if you have not heard them already, um, now into like what they're, these are, this is what it is basically. This is 
what it is. So, um, Rappaport's Law, which is the third, third in the, um, like, Fairies. original um, Magic in North America series. Um, so it's basically, a, it's basically the law that was created in 1790, um, which made, like, the official segregation between muggles and wizards, um, in America. So basically what happened was that this, uh, woman by the name of Dorcas Twelve Trees, um, she was the daughter of, um, the, basically the equivalent to the Secretary of Treasury. Um, although I will just point out that the dude's actual um, title is Keeper of Treasure and Dragots. And Dragot is the name of the American wizarding currency, which is a fun fact. And it also kind of sounds cool. So, like, that's a plus. I, but also would like to point out, because I had to do this, um, that when... I mean, at this time, I guess, what is it, 19... No, 1790. 1790, we do have a Congress, but barely. It's like a year old. I, I, no, we don't even have a con- we don't have Congress the way in which it is thought of now. So we had the Continental Congress back then, mm-hmm. um, and I think no, we had the House of Representatives as ratified in like 1789. Um, yeah, the con- the United States Congress as it now exists starts in like 1789. Mm-hmm. So the idea that like and we'll get to this when we get deeper into Makusa, but like. The dates don't add up. Why? What are you saying? Um, we don't. We have a Secretary of Treasury, um, and under the Continental Congress, but the it didn't work. So, like, <laughs> but I'm saying that it's the it said that it's the equivalent, not based off of it. Yeah, it's just saying yeah. that it's basically like they deal with the money. That's all it's saying. Not necessarily like, yeah. I don't think that that. I don't think that they're. She's not making a. I think it's more of like a, it's a reference for us now, not a reference for them then. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because it doesn't say like, based off of the Secretary of Treasury position, and it says, is equivalent. It's roughly equivalent. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I'm paraphrasing, but that one is, is what it says. So anyway, Dorcas reveals um, the locations of Macusa to, um, and Ilvermorny, which is, you know, the, the school, um, to a scourer um, named Bartholomew. So, or no, he's the descendant of a scourer. Um, and scourers are basically these wizarding bounty hunters from like the 17th century. They used to go around because there was no like law enforcement back then or whatever. So they're just like wizarding delinquents and vagabonds and shit. Um, so they would go around and like bring people in for money. And then during the Salem witch trials, they realized, oh, we can just like turn in these people who we know are witches and wizards in my in our community to the muggles and get sorry no madges but i'm not going to call them that i just feel like we should put it in there that that's what they're called in america apparently yeah um but we're calling them muggles we're calling them muggles um but anyway realized that they could get money from muggles turning in real witches and wizards um and so that's basically what they did for like a bunch of until like the salem witch trials were over um and then like most of them were convicted of those crimes by, um, you know, the magical community in America. Some escaped into the muggle community and then passed on, like, the hatred and the knowledge of the wizarding community to their families, even though they kind of, like, pruned out the wizarding, like, blood from their families. So they, like, ended up being um, non-magical. So at this point, um, and then, like, like in the in 1790s, and then also, like, when we get into... Um, 
Fantastic Beasts, like that setting. Um, mm-hmm. These are like, these are muggles who deeply believe and have a hatred of um, like the wizarding communities. Um, so basically, um, Dorcas is like, and falls in love with this muggle who is a descendant of a scourer. And then is like, oh, look at my wand and look at my, look at where Macusa is and Ilvermorny and all this stuff. So basically she like led these, led, um, like this dude like stole her wand and then led a mob to the headquarters of Macusa. Um, however, or like luckily and not so luckily, he got like kind of excited and then shot at some muggles because he thought they were wizards. Um, and then he was subsequently arrested without Macusa having to like, get involved um but they did have to change location um and that's when they moved from washington dc to new york um and so rapaport is the name of the um president of macusa at the time um and she um yeah basically says like wizards and um muggles can't uh like hang out they can't get married they can't be friends they can't like um interact without unless except for like you know when you need like oh i'm at the store i need to buy some toothpaste or something like besides like those kind of like vague interactions or like mm-hmm. um they couldn't have like real relationships with muggles um it was repealed in 1965 which is interesting um and yes. we can talk about that um unless that was just like a who knows if that was just an arbitrary date at this point um, but yeah, so this also increased the distrust in muggles, like in the wizarding community. Um, so kind of one of the, one of the main questions I had, and it's something that we talk about, I will have two questions about this, but the first one, um, is one that we've talked about before I mentioned, um, is like, what about muggle-borns? Because that's the one thing about the series is like, they don't, or she doesn't mention, what happens with Muggleborn witches and wizards when they find out that they're magical, magical. and they get taken to Ilvermorny or whatever? Like for one, um, it says it's not in this one, but it says in one it's of the other the, ones. Okay, that I, I can't remember. I have it up. It says like up until the early decades of the 20th century, there were fewer witcher, witches and wizards in the general American population than on the other four continents. Pureblood families who were well-informed through wizarding newspapers about the activities of both Puritans and Scours rarely left for America. Um, so this meant a far higher percentage of muggle-born witches and wizards in the New World than elsewhere. While these witches and wizards often went on to marry and found their own all-magical families, the pureblood ideology that had dogged most of Europe gained far less traction in America. But... That also means... It contradicts something, which actually, you didn't let me finish my actual thought because that wasn't where I was going. Oh, see, sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got excited! Yeah, <laughs> I know. Is, it's so wrong. I know. This is what's um, in my head. So we will get back to that because that is um, a problem. contradictory. <laughs> it contradicts directly. But, um, and it actually goes into my second question. Um, okay. But... What I was going to say is that I'm curious about how they dealt with Muggleborn um, witches and wizards because it also says that until the, and this is in the Ilvermorny um, piece or whatever, and it says that until the 1965 repeal of Rappaport's law, um, which enforced very strict conformity within the statute of secrecy, no child was allowed a wand until they arrived at Ilvermorny. Um, and I mean, I guess that that like makes 
since I, I guess like Ron and uh, or not Ron, sorry, like all the Hogwarts students don't get wands until they go to Hogwarts. But I'm still curious about like how they deal with Muggleborn, like witches and wizards. Um, like they do, like all this magic is just happening, and that seems to be like a flouting of the statute of secrecy, especially in the way that they like are well, so. They're so much more strict about it than like the Ministry of Magic. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it kind of it just goes into what, also the Ministry of Magic. The, what we know but... of what we know of Harry's childhood, like weird things happen around him, and so because they're younger, it's weird stuff. But it's not. It's not. It's like it's their magic isn't channeled or focused. So I think it's easier to kind of just be like, did I see? I didn't see that. You know what I mean? Like to kind of like make excuses away which is what harry does until he's he he's told that he's a wizard I mean, the he problem a, with he that all the way up on a building and it's like oh the wind must have caught me but you know what i mean though you 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 mm-hmm. your brain jumps through hoops to make sense of the thing like our current president-elect i'm still trying to wrap my head around yeah I don't know, um my brain. we're not talking about but, that this is a happy place um sorry this is a happy the, place um yeah but i so think I, that, that is how it's dealt with mm-hmm. i yeah i think i think i'm more curious about like what their process is for that because they are so strict about it you know what i mean like how do they integrate muggleborns in the, into their community that is so segregated from um muggles and then, like, how do you tell a kid, like, oh, you can't, like, see your family again or have a relationship with your family or, like, talk to them or tell them what's going on? Where do they go once they are, like, pulled into, like, the magical world? Do they, like, end up in some kind of, like, orphanage or something? Do they stay at the overmorning year-round? Like, what happens? Um, There's just kind of a lot of holes within that. Yeah, there's so many holes, and that's something that I, at the... um, panel that I went to and they didn't let me ask my questions because that was my question um I think it's the biggest question so she just says well witches and wizards often went on to marry and found their own all magical families that doesn't negate the family that you come from yeah right like there are a lot of people who we see this a lot in marginalized communities especially in like the queer lgbtq community where your original family like doesn't accept you for whatever reason and then you go off and you build a new family and a new support system and you have maybe no contact with your family but that usually happens way later in life like right not at, like able as a kid take care of your mm-hmm. yeah it's like you know like when you're 11 you can't just disappear and then also you can't just take someone's child from them when they're 11 and are they're not like this widespread panic about children randomly disappearing across the nation (laughs) at 11. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like maybe that's where we get, I don't really know the like, I don't know, bloody Mary type of, maybe there's some kind of old wives tale about like children disappearing at 11. I don't know about it, but yeah, it's just that there's so many holes in that. And then the, just on a human level, my mother and father, if I come from, you know, like, I'm just thinking you come from a decent home or whatever, you love your parents, they have not treated you poorly, even when, like, you've shown yourself to be a complete weirdo and think the wind caught you and you ended up on a roof, and they still love you and take care of you regardless, and then at 11, I find out what's really going on, and I'm just, I stop talking, I cut off all ties, like. I wish somebody would tell me that. 
Right? You can't talk like, to your parents because you're a wizard. The like, fuck? Right? Like, <laughs> how does it... How? Yeah. <laughs> and... And how? Mm-hmm. And why? And who? Mm-hmm. Who's, who's enforcing this? Yeah. And then, and I mean, like... A, and, like she says, there's a far a far higher percentage of Muggleborn, which is in North America than anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So, which just doesn't, which is the thing, and like, and then you start bringing in like race and shit because that's what we do. Yeah, well, that and that's the other thing that makes me upset too. It's like she says, because um, it's such this is all this whole thing is written from such a colonial point of view. Mm-hmm. But she's like. Pure blood families were well informed through visiting newspapers, so they rarely left for America. But that doesn't mean that they're not pure blood family natives that right. are already living there. Right. So why is the ratio right? off? Is it just because there's because you've been killing mm-hmm. the natives, so yep. then their their numbers go down? Yep, pretty much. That's actually so, you know you have to read between exactly, the lines because <laughs> it's exactly what happens. The same thing you have to do with regular American history. This is what's happening right. here. Um, like, and then, yeah, and then what happens with the Muggleborns who are enslaved? What happens with the witches and wizards who are enslaved? Like, black witches and wizards probably got brought over. I mean, most of them probably didn't because, you know, they, you know, they could evade <laughs> capture, but there's still definitely Muggleborn, um, and you can't just kind of secret them off into... I mean, would you, would they even do it? Like, that's the thing. Like, y'all. Well, that was what I, like, brought up, too. It's like, okay, so I'm a enslaved muggle-born. And then I figure out how, or, like, they're like, oh, come on to Overmorning or whatever. How? And I figure out, like, I can apparate or whatever, right? But I'm just going to be walking around New England. Like, I need some papers, mm-hmm. right? For one. Two, how is more than, like, five black children gonna just be walking around and not cause a scene and have somebody being like what the hell's going on three oh you can get me out well, of I mean, slavery there were, like black free black communities in the north but and even when there was slavery there too there was slavery there too at this time yes so there's it, so yes it just doesn't i need my papers everywhere i go but also like so yeah you gonna get me out but my mama and my daddy are still, still being sold. You tell me I can't moving around, do some magic and, and get them out. And I can't. And then, oh, if I can get my mom and my daddy out, I can't get my cousins out. I can't turn this whole motherfucking system upside down. Right. They mention in um, Makusa, which I guess we, we can, can get, get, we can do that before we get there's, to 1928. There's just I so took, many questions there that we cannot um, answer because she did not think it through. So let's, let's first, before we get there, let's first do what you were about to talk about, which is the blood purity thing. Okay. And my question through like reading this too was just like, if there's this, cause we see in um, Chamber of Secrets specifically how like they talk about Slytherin, uh, Salazar Slytherin, and how, like, his whole blood purity thing came from, like, a deep mistrust of muggles because of, um, like, the persecution um, in a similar way to the Salem witch trials, right? And so mm-hmm. how does, in Britain, how does that, like, create this entire movement of, like, anti-muggle blood purity whatever? And then in the U.S., they're like, no, we don't ha- We distrust them, Um even though, you know, like, we don't necessarily like them. We're going to isolate ourselves from them, but we 
don't think ourselves better. Don't like, we don't have purity. the same, especially knowing how Americans are. Like, wizards are not, like, like, you see in, um... Harry in the original Harry Potter books, like how Brit, like we went to London. I was like, oh, these books are like British as fuck. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. can see how the culture like seeps into the wizarding culture, despite all the like weird, quirky like things that they also have. There's no way that like American wizards don't have like American shit. First of all, Colin Muggles no magic is the most American shit I had ever heard because it sounds dumb. But that's some American. It's also like shit. it's also like, like oh they call a muggle. We're not gonna it's call them that. We got to go it's change. Literally them. freedom fries. Freedom fries. Like, that's what that shit is. So like that's what that is. As much as I like don't like saying no magic, I don't think that it's not like I like it. To me, it sounds like yeah, we would do some shit like that and be like we don't call them muggles out here. It's all about like land of the free. We do what we want. Like that's <laughs> what like okay. It sounds dumb. We're not good in this country as, again, I mean, we're in a happy place, but as was demonstrated in the last week, we're not in a place in this country and definitely weren't in the 17th century, like, as genocide is being committed, these witches and wizards are coming through and just ignoring all of that and are somehow also not, and I would imagine that if they're ignored, they're probably either, like, thinking themselves above it and so then that could be a reason to have a blood purity issue um or with this like non-trust of muggles it would come up with the same thing as south like you know what i mean as slytherin it just doesn't well we had this moment when we were in britain where this guy was like why do you call yourself like black girl nerds and we were like because that's our identity and like he was just like we just don't do that here we just don't we don't do that here and we were like, mm-hmm. but when we landed, there was a Black Lives Matter protest happening in London. Mm-hmm. So you just don't acknowledge They were blocking it. off uh, Heathrow. Yeah, like, so you do do that here. Mm-hmm. Like, but that's, you know, but that's like the yeah. thing. And you see that with In Our Happy Place. But this week was people being like, oh, I, ap- like, oh, either A, I apologize for my kind, which F you, talk to them and make right. sure you know, that, that, that's not, thank you, you for apologizing you for apologize. voting for my demise right my thing is like you can't and this is me in general you can't apologize for something that you have no intention of changing exactly like one the, what's the point point? and then two and then two the the flip side of like oh they're not racist just because they but like but you openly supported a racist and bigot like a xenophobe homophobic like if you did not um on, on off jump think oh that disqualifies this person from anything else i don't need to hear his policies because he's disqualified <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> he don't believe that all of us are equal and human and he gonna ban an entire religion from entering he's disqualified like if you don't have that then you do believe in that like maybe you don't act upon it or maybe it's not the thing that you your your presiding belief that you follow, but like it's in your head, and you mm-hmm. and you don't think it's disqualifying. You don't think that it's completely out of the realm of something. You know what I mean? Like I don't I I'm I don't know how to explain that, but like it's the same thing. It's like you are magical person, and you're seeing the systematic destruction of people who a you knew existed mm-hmm. in before. this space before colonial like they got there so like you really know that they're you're killing people from their and removing them from their own land when you came here supposedly for freedom 
you're you're getting freedom off the backs of I just and then so so we say all this to say that, that blood purity like all that to say like the pure blood whatever like supremacy is not like a far off thing in this kind of society um and then yeah so it just it doesn't gained far less traction in America but the thing is is that she doesn't then grapple and I could believe that because we do not have a caste society or a class society like we have a class society obviously but we don't have a class society in the same manner that they do in Britain but what we replace that with mm-hmm. is racism and I mean and then, they did uh, out of the side of her neck yeah they did we, didn't, we, didn't <laughs> we had no type of saying that someone shit. else did uh, someone was, I was like well, I didn't do shit <laughs> <laughs> I did what I was supposed right? to do I ain't taking none of this blame nah. you take that L um, but 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 then on, out of the side of her neck and like a throwaway tweet, she can say, "Oh, they treated everyone with equal dignity and respect." It's like that doesn't make sense. If, if they, they did, did, they would that, just stay the fuck themselves. They would stay the fuck home. They would go the or, fuck to Hogwarts. Or <laughs> or there would have been a back. massive rebellion against slavery. So you mm-hmm. have to tear down the entire like having a hidden wizarding world underneath British society works insofar as you do not go outside of that society in that spot as it is now. Like, even if even in Britain, if you think about the Wizarding World historically and how she wants to believe it, think of it, it breaks down. Mm-hmm. Like, even, like, if you keep it in Britain, like, the, like, like we said, like, time travel only works one way if you're right. a person of color. You know what I mean? Like, it breaks down. And so off top to set this in 1920s America and not want to grapple with 1920s America and the history of America in general, like my suspension of disbelief only goes so far. I agree. Um, okay. So let's go to Macusa real quick. Um, and then we'll go oh, into yes. 1920s. Um, so Macusa is um, the magical Congress of the United States of America. Um, I think it's also it's actually pronounced Makuza, but that sounds yeah. I don't know. I just I'm gonna keep saying it the way I say it because I'm an American. It's God damn the it. S. It's a soft <laughs> S, like state. It's 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 gif versus gif. Like you're not a linguist. It's a soft S. <laughs> <laughs> Makusa. Um, okay, so state. it was founded in 1693, um, following the introduction of the International Statute of Secrecy. Um, Wizards Worldwide had reached a tipping point suspecting they could lead freer and happier lives if they built an underground community that offered its own support and had its own structures. This feeling was particularly strong in America due to the recent Salem witch trials. Um, Can I stop you really quickly? Yeah. Because I just want to bring in some historical fact around the Salem witch Mm -hmm. trials, which were that they took place in Massachusetts between 1692, between February 1692 and May 1693. Um, They resulted in the executions of 20 people, 14 of them women, and all but one of them by hanging. Five others died in prison, including including two infant children. Um, Twelve other women had previously been executed before the trials during the 17th century. And so, and despite it being known as like the Salem witch trials, it took place in this, in a couple of different, in several towns in in and around Salem. And so it was like the most historic, this is all from Wikipedia, Mm -hmm. but it was like the most historic, one of the most historic cases of like mass hysteria to put that in perspective because again like this is all from a colonial perspective like 
Massachusetts is one of the like first and most populous and most successful colonial settlements mm-hmm. um, at that time. So to have we'll say thirty two because beyond there there were twelve more or twelve more people before the act the official trials began um, that were executed because of witchcraft. So let's say thirty two people executed because of witchcraft. This is back in the seventeen hundreds. So like now we have a basically a mass killing of 32 people and we're like it's tuesday which is terrible but so it i understand it leading to a lot of like things but because it's so concentrated it's it's hard for me to understand how the other states colonies well, didn't be like i mean i don't hold up sorry give me one second um american history is Front. There's a lot <laughs> going on. Um, yeah. There. One second. Sorry. It wasn't that. But, but you know what I mean. Like they didn't. Um... I mean, it was worldwide that there was persecution or yeah, persecution. I guess of wizarding folk. But it was like it was created in 1693. That is the same year as like the Salem witch trials end. Um, following the international statute of wizarding secrecy. It was particularly, the feeling of having an underground community was particularly strong in America due to these witch trials. And this just goes back to, like, American history and yeah, how so, regional we are. Well, no, the one that, thing I was going to say, and I just found the quest, the answer to my question, okay. is that there weren't 13 colonies in 1693. Not yet. So it yeah. wasn't even that, you know what I mean? So it's still, yeah, it like, they got there, and they're in, like, the northeast. I think Virginia might have been the south, southernmost. Don't quote me on that. I'm not 100% mm-hmm. sure. Um, yeah, but I know okay. there were definitely people in Virginia, um, and yeah, so it says, it says that North Carolina didn't become a colony until 1729. Um, okay. the first, like, what are now Americans, whatever, came here in 1619, so that's not, you know what I mean? So it, it, I feel like within mm-hmm. the, like, space that there was, that is like you know what I mean I could I could see wizards yeah. being like oh shit we need to figure something out because it's still it's, based, it's relatively still one region yeah and it's much smaller yeah. than what it is okay now. yeah yeah that that makes sense to me because I was just kind of thinking and I was thinking the original 13 colonies but I was like yeah I was like it's kind of we're early. so regional it's really early. that I'd be like mm, sound like a Massachusetts problem <laughs> <laughs> I'm kicking it down here <laughs> Like, like, I'm from Virginia. Watch your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, Let's keep going then. Yeah. So, okay. So, um, they modeled it on the Wizards Council of Great Britain, which predated the Ministry of Magic. Um, one of the first things that they wanted to do was rid the United States of the Scourers, which we uh, talked about. Um so the main thing, way that they did this was that President Jackson, who, his name is Josiah Jackson. So black. It sounds really black, but then also it's in, it could still be a black dude. He could be related to Andrew Jackson and like his like ancestor. I would rather he not be. So would I. <laughs> but him being a black dude doesn't make. That's true. Black, no, Jackson is originally a white name. So like yeah. all of our. Never mind. This is not a history class. Um, this is wizarding history. Y'all all know. Y'all knew what you were going to say. Um, anyway, so President Jackson, um, his main priority was to recruit and train Aurors, 
Um, initially there were so, there were like very few who like wanted to do this job. So there were, um, 12 original ours who now within like the United States have like, like the fam, like the descendants of these ours have like notoriety and people like really like respect them and look up to them. Um, one of them was a potter. What? Abraham. Abraham. And you know, I, I saw that and I was like, okay, cool. But you know, she slipped that in there cause you know, the not prequel is now a prequel. Yeah. Also, also, one of them was a Lopez. Lopez. Carlos Lopez. And I just want to be like, but. When when was Jackson? You know, oh, this is he in... was the first president of, of the McCuse. Okay, so yeah, this is 1693. Yeah. There was, I mean, granted, I don't know a lot about my Mexican history. I'm just going to say. I mean, I'm not even thinking Mexican. Or Spanish. Spanish. Cuban or Span- yeah, Spanish. But. At this. This, this. Spanish colonies were south. Yeah, I was gonna say they were in a totally different place. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. We're it's fine. Keep it's cool. They we already know she's on some like real. Anyway, um, one but of them also, was. I'm just saying there would be there's room for Carlos Lopez in the colonies. Like he migrated up. He yeah, he could have came through whatever. But they gonna let him into the. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I just have question. Anyway, one of them was. Um, Gundolphus Graves. Um, and so he is the ancestor of one of the characters. Uh, Colin Firth's yes. character. Um, um, he plays, I think I wrote it down, Percival Graves in um, mm-hmm. the movie. So he is, um, and he's actually the head of magical law enforcement. Um, so he's like the descendant of one of these like first R's. And so he's like super well respected and like well known and all that kind of stuff. Um, okay, so yeah. So there's no cooperation between the Muggle government and Makusa. Cause I like to say it that way. So it's like different from in the wizard in like the mat. Wow. The British wizarding world where, um, like the ministry, the minister of magic has like kind of, they go back and forth and like keep the muggle minister, um, updated in like Mm -hmm. whatever's, you know, going on. Usually bad news. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so Makusa um, has had a, lo- a number of different locations. Um, initially, it was in Williamsburg, Virginia, and then they moved to Baltimore. It was because the yeah, it wasn't one of the in, you said what it wasn't it wasn't originally in Williamsburg. It was originally in the Appalachian Mountains. Oh, an enchanted well, edifice was created in the Appalachian Mountains as Makusa headquarters. Over time, it became an inconveniently remote location mm-hmm. because um, wizards, especially were going as to they cities. congregated in cities. Which so like no matches. So then, how are they separated and segregated? That's hmm. what I'm saying. Questions. Anyway, then they went to Williamsburg. They went to Williamsburg um, until um, the president, uh, who was uh, this is in 1760, President Harkaway. He breed like bred Krups, which are um, we actually see them in Care of Magical Creatures. They might, they mm-hmm. might be in this book, I think. I think it actually is in this book. Let me see. But they, so they're dogs that look like Jack Russell's, but they have a forked tail. Unfortunately, President Harkaway's uh, Krups um, like attacked several local muggles. And so he had to step down. And um, beca- and because of this breach of statute of secrecy, Bacusa relocated to Baltimore where the new president lived. Um, and then after... Um, the no after like Congress came to the city, Macusa like dipped because they were like we don't want to be too close. Um, and so then they went to watch. So then they went to um, Washington D.C. Um, I wanted to like stop you real mm-hmm. quick because 
Krups are also in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Oh, cool. Um, so I just wanted to like note that Krupp owners are legally obliged to remove the Krupp's tail with a painless severing charm while the Krupp is six to eight weeks old, least muggles notice it. Make the camouflage and basically they'll look like Jack Russell's, but mm-hmm. they're not. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so I just got to um, keep track of what's in the original. No, yeah, that, yeah, that's important. And that actually kind of fits into this, um, into this like little part too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so then they moved to Washington, D.C. And so this is kind of like one of the things that I wanted to talk about. So in 1777, they have this debate um, called Country or Kind, where they're trying to, it's like during the Revolutionary War, um, and they're trying to decide whether to join in or not. Um, because like basically the whole debate is like, are we, you know, loyal to the country and to Americans or are we loyal to wizards? Um, so basically what they do is that they send a message to the Ministry of Magic, um, to the British muggles and are like, or to the British wizards, sorry, um, and are like, are y'all planning on fighting? Um, and the Ministry of Magic sends, sends back a forward message, sitting this one out. And so then the president of Macusa sends back, mind you do. Um, so that's kind of what decides it. They're like, if the Ministry of Magic isn't getting involved and there's no reason for us to get involved mm. because... You know, there's no magic on the table or whatever. And so, you know, there were a few people who, a few muggles, or sorry, wizards who did fight in it, but they weren't, like, officially with... They weren't fighting on behalf of Macusa. Yeah. So, that is kind of, like, a thing that, like, when I remember when I first read this, this was, like, the question I had, because this is 1777. Um, and we get 1790 in an earlier, in, a, in one of the other things that we read. But they didn't have this debate when it was... No, we like, don't no, know this when they were because brown folk. the reason we don't know this is whether, how, um, whether they had this debate in the Civil War is because um, it skips from 1790... Which is uh, when Rappaport. No, I'm law. not even talking about that. I'm talking about when <laughs> I'm talking about like when they're fighting natives and pushing them. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm just talking about when they're yeah. fighting people of color from jail. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't send they any messages a... to. And the thing is, is they're not fighting them. They're just what what it sounds like they're doing is that the Muggle like whatever colonialists they're, are coming in and they're committing all this genocide and the and then the wizards are, yeah the wizards are just coming in and they're like oh we look at all this look at all this unoccupied land that we could just look at all this set up on look at, look at where we could put ilvermorny look at this all this space this is wonderful oh um so yeah we respect y'all and then there's also there. not a conversation in because or at least we don't hear from one because it skips from Rappaport's one. law to 1892, um, which is when they move um, from Washington. <laughs> we'll talk about why they move from Washington, but we don't hear about um, the 1860s. We don't hear about 1863 and the Civil War at all, um, or whether there was a divide there where there wizards who owned. Spanish Slaves War, were their Confederate wizards who decided to create the magical Congress of the Confederate States of America, Maxa, or some shit. Doesn't sound as great, <laughs> but that's what it would be. Um, and did none of we have no idea. We don't know. We don't have I answers mean, and then to those questions. We go be, I mean, there's so many moments in wizard and American history where it's like, what happened? What is it? Here. Kind or country or kind? Country or kind? It seems like that would be a question that comes up often. Often. Yo, Makusa, currently, right now, yo, y'all doing country or kind right now? You just gonna let us, you gonna leave us hanging? I got questions. 
I just want to know what side I'm on. What side I mean, are I know you what side on? I'm on. Right. What side are you but on? I want to know what side you on. Because, saying. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, in 1892, they move from Washington, D.C., um, when an unforeseen uprising of, Sask- of the Sasquatch population caused another security breach. Um, historians place the blame, the blame for the rebellion on Irene Niedander, um, head of the Body for Protection of Magical Species, parentheses humanoid, um, whose interpretation of her jo- job title involved attacking any Sasquatch that stepped out of line. She sounds like an umbrage. So, yeah, so um, the arrival in Washington of the Sasquatch necessitated mass obliviations um, and extensive repairs to the headquarters. So then they moved to New York. I have this question. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it real quick because it, it doesn't really sit with Fantastic Beasts. I mean, it kind of does, but whatever. But like like with dragons and stuff, like why are we hiding them? <laughs> like, yeah, I had a question about that too, actually. Like, because like, what's the difference between a regular the, animal and a magical? You know magical, what I mean? Like what makes them yeah. magical other than like maybe right? they have some magical properties, but like you could easily just be like, oh, that's just a creature that we have in our life. And that's what it is. In our Yeah. <laughs> like. Because to me, Weird. it's like, we got, I'm we got two tailed dogs. Strange. Strange. Yeah. And that's cool or whatever. And like, you know, we have cobras and shit that spit out venom. Got, that's like, magic. We, that's some weird got shit. Weird like, ass animals, bro. Just we, the weird. anglerfish. The anglerfish is this big ass fish, and then it got a tiny little fish. Right. It got a little light. Little on light. top of it. And it, like, These Hank Green jobs. wrote a song about it, if you need to know. But the hut, like, the little boy fish, is this tiny little piece of sperm just hanging out on his forehead. And is that not a match? Right. <laughs> like, what? Like, what is. What, like, what makes it considered magical? Blow and, like, fish. why would you have. Because I would literally, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's, like, I get it. I get, um,. You know, if there's, like, ma- humans who have magic and, like, clearly there's, like, precedence for we probably need to hide ourselves. But I wouldn't yeah. go see some, like, for example, like, what are what are one of the, just pick, or what's it called? Uh, like um, a bow chuckle. Like, what's the difference between that and, like, a stick? Like, what are those um, A walking stick. A walking stick, Or, like, yeah. the, um, the, the, like, that's the, another the what are those things? Stick. The, gosh. The Niffler? The Niffler, thank you. Um, like, if I just saw a Niffler hanging around just regularly in my everyday life, I'd be like, that's a Niffler. It really likes jewelry and shit. I don't know why, but that's like what it does. Shit. Hide your kids, hide your wife. That's all I would think, right? <laughs> but I wouldn't they think that, like, like I wouldn't like think, oh, it's dogs. magical, and, like, now there are mag- there's evidence of magical people around here because there's a Niffler. Like, no, I'd be like, that looks like yeah. a black porcupine. It's kind of strange. I'm going to hide my jewelry. Like, that's it. That was literally how I felt the first time when I moved to Indiana and I saw them squirrels. And I was like, what the hell is that? Yeah, and they the were like, a squirrel. Squirrels. And I was like, I dare you. <laughs> Ain't no squirrel that big. <laughs> and they was like, that's what our squirrels look like. And they're protected. And I'm like, why are you protecting squirrels? They're gross. And they were like, because people hunt and eat them. And I was like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> I got to go back to California. This is some Peace. witchcraft. But that's a, a regular ass, squirrel. That's a regular <laughs> ass squirrel. And right? I would be like, that's a regular ass Niffler. Don't trust that's a regular it. Regular ass Niffler. That's it. It's cute. Don't trust it. I wouldn't. Same way the first time I saw a dragon. What are those? The lightning bugs. Oh, a firefly. That shit, firefly. That shit lit up and I took off and the guy was like, what are you doing? And I was like, what is that? <laughs> and they're like, they're harmless. I was like, no, it lit up. Like, bitch, move. <laughs> and so I moved. Like that. <laughs> Why isn't that one magic? Mm-hmm. That's just, for what I, from all I know, you can light yourself up. You just light your booty up. Mm-hmm. Well, I okay. Mean, okay. All right. I see a two-tailed all dog. Right. I'm just like, wow, that's some weird genetics. 
right? That's like we've been doing right? too much breeding, mm-hmm. y'all. We gotta stop. We gotta we gotta, we gotta leave him alone. Breeding. Little leave Jack Russell, that's cute. Leave it alone. <laughs> that's all I would think. I would not think. Oh, there's a magical person around here somewhere. Let's go kill right. him. Like no. I don't. All right. So now that we've thoroughly destroyed the entire purpose of Fantastic Beasts and where to find them, <laughs> I just don't get it. I'm just like, I am not. I love me some Charlie Weasley, but every time he go in and off of hunting dragons, I'm like, or you could just let them do what they do. Let them be. I get with like what the I giants and stuff, although we'll get into that in Order of the Phoenix and like how they like, like just mistreat giants. Like it's kind of yeah. like terrible, but. Uh, Giants and trolls and like humanoids. Yeah, and like centaurs. Like, and stuff. like even the like, Sasquatches. But they also have a certain amount of. Even the Sasquatches, of... I'm like, all right, maybe. A, I mean, I feel like Irene Needander went a little too far, clearly, in her like regulation, yeah. but like I understand why they should be regulated versus like. Because they have some, like, they have a level of like sentient, in- like, intelligent. They don't just rely on instinct. I don't know. I don't. It's just, it's just not. They the, speak like. I don't it's know. Not the same. Yeah. It's not the same as is. like. Uh, a thunderbird or whatever it's like that's an animal yeah. it's a bird let it let it do its thing let it live it's cool <laughs> like um let it do it and i'm gonna do me and we'll be cool that's all <laughs> i need to cool. know if it's a sasquatch that's i'm like, like somebody needs to regulate this thing it's it's but listen i'm just gonna say this bald eagles them shit scared the fuck out of me <laughs> They're beautiful, but I kind of understand why we were killing them because them shits is scary. They will kill you and it won't be a thing and they won't even notice. But guess what? They over there and I'm over here living in the city and they do them and I do me. Mm-hmm. Bees. Well, we got to save the bees though. because We bees have to die, save the bees. I'm just saying it's the same thing. Yeah. Them shit's scary. Mm-hmm. Mosquitoes. They can kill you. Oh, I hate mosquitoes. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck mosquitoes. <laughs> so um now we can go to new york so they moved to new york um and that's where they are in um like i i don't know if it, i guess they're still there now but in the 20s when like the movie is set um so one of the like main distinctions and i think that like part of, well one it says as with most governing magical bodies the department of magical law enforcement is the largest department in cusa um, Rappaport's law is still in operation in the 1920s. Um, and then a significant difference between wizarding governments of the United States and the UK of this time was a penalty for serious crime. Whereas British witches and wizards were sent to Azkaban, the worst criminals in America were executed. Um, so. Which also is like shade. Like real shade. Shade. But then I really, like, that's what I thought initially, right? And then as I'm reading it again, I'm wondering if that's really Shade. Because she spends all of this time in uh, Harry Potter, and especially in Prisoner of Azkaban, talking about how there are things worse than death and how Dementors are worse than death. You know what I mean? It's like, true. that's, they're like, the, that, like, you take out your soul, that's, that's, you're alive, but you ain't got no soul. So, as I, like initially I was like damn Americans they just be like fuck it you dead but then I was like but would I rather be dead or would I rather be like living the rest of my life out with Dementors I mean I guess like the the, the big question would be what are the serious what what can what is serious crime right yeah that is like question. is what we see with is what we see with um Newt in the in like exposing the world um or fraternizing with a 
with a muggle is that serious crime mm-hmm. in terms of like as a muggle born if i if i'm caught going home for thanksgiving is that serious right. crime like you know what i mean kind of like like we have that the movie loving is coming out and it talks about uh loving versus virginia which is the um interracial marriage mm-hmm. right is that a serious crime inter magical marriage right. Because you can't really regulate how people, you know what I mean? Like murder and abuse and, mm-hmm. you know, like, okay, serious crime, fine. Mm-hmm. But, and I mean, I'm going to see my daddy. Right? I mean, my daddy is the mother <laughs> of the highest order. Yeah. But ain't nobody telling me I ain't going to hang out yeah. with my daddy. And so. I mean, like it says, um, and this is in 1920s Wizarding America. So this is back in the Magic in <clears throat> North America series. Um, the last of them. Yeah. Um, and the least problematic um, of the four. The So it says the common endeavor, so it led to no softening of Mikusa's stance on nomad wizard fraternization, and Rappaport's law remained form, firmly in place. By the 1920s, the U.S. wizarding community had become used to existing under a greater degree of secrecy than their European counterparts and to selecting their mates strictly from within their own ranks. Um, I'm curious how many pure blood wizards there are in the U.S. at this point. Um, partly because we see we taught we see a lot of like incestual like you know when we look at like the mm-hmm. House of Black and we talk about Malfoy and the Weasleys and how everybody's cousins and like related in some way. So I'm curious about that. Although at this point it has it's the 1920s, so the United States has grown much larger than it was in the initial like when this law was initially put in place and stuff so yeah but we, we would have to think considering if <clears throat> i mean there's a difference between like laws that are upheld by the people and accepted you know like murder the majority of society is like yeah let's not do that mm-hmm. when we pass prohibition a lot of folk were like oh, that's cool or whatever but where my speakeasies at you know what i mean so i feel like it's kind of seems through this writing that it was well adopted mm-hmm. so you would have to assume because i that... think that part of it is that everyone was afraid it wasn't just like yeah yeah it wasn't like the government was imposing it on they were all like nah we need to do something about this um and i mean to be honest like i have i've had these moments like recently um being like mm, i don't know maybe i need to stick with my own kind mm-hmm. <laughs> Full stop. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that's going to happen, but you know what I mean? Like you have those moments where you're just like, I can't trust none of y'all. Yeah, totally. And so I would assume that if that is, like I said, like you said, like if everyone was was afraid, then they would be more prone to marry other magical people, which means that the, but we also, we don't know the ratio of just like pure muggle born magical people, right? Like how often in a gener like how what's the percentage in a generation of muggle borns like Hermione Granger they just come out of nowhere with magic right like we don't really know that but I'm assuming that as it's like human genetics that it is the same worldwide Mm -hmm. so after where are we at like 200 years 300 years now of colonial America that those numbers would even out possibly yeah yeah, at this I don't point. Know about math or genetics. Or I, history, neither so. do I. <laughs> All of those questions. So, yeah, so I think that, like, some of this is kind of more. Because it's 1920s or whatever, um, it's more, like, focused towards the actual movie. So, um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, so, like, basically, this is, like, the world that Newt Scamander or Scamander or whatever is coming 
into, into. Um, is that like everyone's used to not dealing with muggles. Um, little fun fact, um, because of Dorcas Twelve Tree's catastrophic breach um, of the Statute of Secrecy, um, people use Dorcas as slang for idiot or inept. So I'm pretty sure that we're going to hear, like somebody's going to call Newt a Dorcas. A Dorcas. Um, which sounds um, like a dork. I also, I think it's interesting that it says in in this piece that a, there is a subdivision dealing with no match fraternization and an office issuing and verifying wand permits, which everyone, citizen and visitor, was supposed to carry within the states. So when you come into the United States, like we see in the trailer, mm-hmm. he comes in and he is subject to the muggle. What do we call those people? Like customs? Yeah, customs. The guy opens the opens his case and he just sees like his suit, like his uh, clothes, and he doesn't know what's going on underneath there. So, is there someone that like in like infiltrated the customs office to be like that's a magical person? Now you have to go to the wand permit office. Like, how are you supposed to know? Right. <laughs> right. Like, why wouldn't he just leave the cus like leave Ellis Island or wherever he comes in at, and then just? Pe- and I like, think that's what he does because I I have business. to rewatch probably the teaser trailer, but don't they say like an unregistered? wizard yeah. or something like that like somebody who didn't well they say that they say a wizard visiting has brought an unregistered animal okay that's which what it is okay. he didn't like claim them at customs which i mean you know people do that they take a mango with them they're not supposed mm-hmm. to you know but newt did take it a bit far did he did <laughs> um and then it also says case. um Macusa was also more intolerant of such magical phenomena as ghosts poltergeists and fantastic creatures um, than its European equivalent because the risk such because of the risk such beasts and spirits pose to, of alerting alerting no magic to existence of magic. So yeah, Which again, again, well, the ghosts, ghosts and poltergeists and poltergeists. Okay, because yeah. they could talk and be, be like, like peeves. You're a problem. You gotta get the fuck out. You can't be out yeah, here. Because peeves would be like, let me tell you where Macusa right. is now. <laughs> right? Did you like, know was a like, magical oh. school up in the mountains? Y'all should go check that if, out. You should go check that out. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. Do you know that there is this thing called Makusa? You know who Seraphina Pickery is? They you in know, the Woolworth you know, you building. Know. Y'all be in the same building. You don't even know it. Y'all be in the... You don't even know it. Go knock on that door four times. Exactly. See what mm-hmm. happens. Yeah, you don't... Yeah, Peeves is a problem. The American version of Peeves... I'm thinking, who would the, it would be like Kevin Hart. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it would. Oh, boy. It would be like a Kevin Hart poltergeist. Yeah. Just like, uh. why do you not rest? Do you not sleep? Why do you have so many jobs? Why are you <laughs> like, Why can't we just get away from you? Like, I like you. You funny, but go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then again, I'm still stuck on the beast part. Like, why? I mean, I guess, like, and I we'll get to um, the trailer little, in a um, second, but the swooping evil yeah. or whatever the main, like, thing is, I would be like, all right, you probably need some regulation. There's, like, certain creatures, I think. But there's also just but I also think that, in like, terms of, like, people can, wildlife. Right, you can accept a coming lot. Coming from Southern California. But, I mean, like, coming from Southern California, like, I would look outside. Like, I remember once I looked outside and there's a coyote just, like, hanging out in a <laughs> pool. And I was like, what the fuck, Remember yo? that time and I, Aunt Terry thought she saw we, a coyote by my dad's house? She yes. did. It was, it was a deer, but. It was a deer. Her, she, it was, or the time that I insisted that a bullfrog was a moose. <laughs> Either way, listen. <laughs> moose There's no way a bullfrog. In, okay. 
No, this was in Kentucky. Oh, okay, cool. I was like, but even then, our moose? Bullfrogs are little, and they shouldn't be able to make a noise yeah, like yeah, that. That's... So I was like, there's a moose up in these Dude, trees, are y'all. moose even in Kentucky? I don't know. I don't think so. Also, fun but... fact, in my head, I really want to say meese. I know that's not what it is. <laughs> I know it's not what it is. But Mooses? I really feel like that should be the plural of moose. I feel like we should like go to like Webster or something. And get this changed because like, I really think that that should be the plural. <laughs> it's really not acceptable um, that it's not the plural. I have really strong feelings about this. This has nothing to do with Harry Potter or Fantastic Beasts, but I feel like that's a thing that well, we should change. Well, this is a Fantastic Beast. Well, I'm uh, I'm telling you right now, a bullfrog is a magical <laughs> creature because there ain't no way a creature of that size can make a noise. It's like when you first hear like Christina Aguilera sing, and you're like, "But where'd that come mm-hmm. from, though?" Because you ain't got no. Or, you know, some other skinny little person with a big voice. And you like, but how? Ariana Grande. I don't even listen to her, sure. but. Yeah, but you like how? Mm-hmm. Where'd that come you, Like, that voice needs to come from, like, a big mama. Like, a, <laughs> like you need to have some, like, you know, like, some hips Yeah. And like, where you hiding all that? Where your diaphragm at? But, anyway, we're on a tangent there. But I'm just saying, bullfrogs are definitely magical creatures. But my dad was like, call the animal people animal control and i was like there's a coyote like or whatever this thing is like why is it in the city and he's like sometimes they get lost sometimes they do what they want <laughs> go call i'm like we in a pool i, I kind of wanted to go you know like mm-hmm. if it was that big eagle thing they just be like can someone call animal control just messing up the, the streets Yosemite, for like, what you know what i mean can we get like the u.s department of like parks department on the line and be like y'all your bird Get your bird out of New York. Call <laughs> like, me. It's messing up the flight path. <laughs> we got we got we got flights coming in and out. Get your stuff. I don't know. I just still think that having magical beasts is weird. Yeah. I mean not that they're not like not having magical beasts, but having like to keep them secret. Right. Is weird. So yeah, so you mentioned we mentioned the wand permits. Yeah. Um, yes. okay, so the last thing is Seraphina Pickery. How? Lots of, yeah. So that was my main thing. So like. From Savannah. So, pre- so she's the. From Savannah, Georgia. Okay, hold up. So she's the president of the Pusa from, from Savannah, 1920 though. to 1928. But she from Savannah. And this is, can we, can I just say what we know first? But she Robin? black. We can have the conversation but about But she black that. from Savannah. Robin, can we have that conversation after I finish this part? Can I get out the facts first? Thank you. Um, okay. So. She is the president of Macusa from t- from 1920 to 1928. Um, this movie is set in 1926. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm curious, actually, and I just thought about this. Um, I wonder if because the movies are spanning over from over 19 years, so from 1926 to 1945, I wonder if like Seraphina Pickery will like kind of show up throughout that as and like become one of the people like fighting against Grindelwald because she'll no longer be the president after. And when you wait. I kind of feel like she'll be Harriet Jones. <laughs> Harriet Jones, Prime Minister. Prime Minister. Um, I know who you are. Yeah. Um, possibly. So yeah, so she is from Savannah, Georgia. She went to Ilvermorny oh. and um got basically the equivalent of a hat stall. I can't remember exactly what it's called, and I don't feel like a looking for way hat stall. Something like that. Yeah. But she was between all four houses and she chose Horned Serpent. I have no idea what that means because that was we Fantastic Beasts. So my main question, again, like Robin, is how? And I think that what I, like, rather than be like, 
mad about it at this point or frustrated or whatever or like just confused I am confused um but I'm curious if they will and if so how they will address her blackness in that moment like or like in the movie um and like if she is from Savannah is that a thing that informs her character is that something that will get mentioned is that something that she'll like kind of elaborate on um especially just thinking about like when she was born um and kind of like what is even going on in savannah at that moment um like in the 20s like just kind of like i'm really curious to see how much her blackness is included into the into the movies or into this movie versus um just like hey look we got a black person and she's like the most gifted witch in the united states and she's the president of macusa shout out to black people um, it's very, or if it's like, us. or if it's like, this is this person and she's the president of Mahusa and these are the things she had to go through and this is where she was born and this is how she ended up at Overmorty and this is like, do you know what I mean? So you had implored me at one point, I think when we were in, we were in London and you said, I think as a way to shut me up, <laughs> probably not unlike you, you said, go write her story. I don't think that was to shut you and up. I, said, I think I really meant that. Uh-huh. And you still haven't done it and you haven't sent it to me, so. I've, I've written a piece of it. Hmm. Um, I haven't seen it I have guys. I've written a piece of a lot of Where? stuff. Ah. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's in my mm-hmm. note. I can go grab. I don't know where don't my notebook you. is. But I, I like hand wrote it. <laughs> but I just never went back to it. Like I do most things. But I was really stuck. And this is something that hopefully maybe I'll... Maybe this is what I'll do when I'm, while I'm trying to become a better me that finishes what she starts. I'll finish my Serafina Pickery background and I'll work on the Dursleys. But I think what I had kind of come up with was a history of kind of abuse and privilege um, in the ways that like, we know from like the time period and stuff that at least her grandmother was born enslaved. Uh, slavery her mother maybe depending on um age and how that works out Mm -hmm. but also because of who they cast like there could be a sense of she obviously can't pass but there could be a sense of that color privilege that she's able to move in circles a little bit easier than other people and able to get to a to and from a place because of you know she's obviously she's very beautiful but she's also very light-skinned, and she's got blonde hair, which I don't think is an accident. I mean, it might be an accident from the perspective of J.K. Rowling, but, like, it might just be something that she stumbled upon that leads to something else. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to... I don't know what I'm saying. But I think that the thing with Serafina that we will never know unless they specifically make a point to mention it or talk about it, and I, because of everything that we've seen, I have no faith that that will happen, but unless they make a specific point to touch on it, is her ability and then how, like, how are presidents chosen? Mm-hmm. Are they, you know what I mean? Like, because we don't talk about, like, vote. The same kind of weird thing and with the ministry Minister of Magic. Like, sometimes they're appointed. Sometimes they're just, like, thrown in there. Sometimes there's votes. We don't really know. We just, like, go with the flow. But her ability to make connections in the world and then move through them along with her color privilege, I guess is the best way to say that, and like beauty, is the only thing that really makes sense to me. And that I think is way too nuanced from what we've seen Mm -hmm. for them to get to. Yeah, and I mean, I'm I'm like not really optimistic, honestly. Um, I think (laughs) that like 
for me, it's kind of like what would have to happen for it to make sense. Because I think that make, like, you know, we've talked about how, like, given the way that, um, given the way that, like, the United States, the, the point the United States is in now, how would this be possible in the 1920s is, like, a huge question. Um, but if we want to subscribe to the idea, which we don't, but if we did, um, that was the wizards are like more evolved or whatever when it comes to like race or something. Um, so let's just say that she did end up becoming, I mean, obviously she did become the magic, like the president or whatever. So let's just say that's like a thing that doesn't seem strange given our history. Mm -hmm. Um, but then it's just like, so how did she get to that point? Um, especially coming from an area that is like, regardless of your magical, whatever, like you're in the South and like the deep South. And so how does that inform her character and how does that inform the way that she, like, does she be going to, she be hanging out at, um, like with like Langston Hughes and shit and like Zora Neale Hurston. That would be cool. Um, but right. like just I mean I like what I mean and obviously she doesn't unless they're magical um, which I could also subscribe to that belief if we <laughs> needed to um, but yeah so I it's just like for sure wondering subscribe to that you said what I could I could for sure subscribe to I could get down on some magical links and Hughes and Zora Neale you know Hurston. you know Zora Neale Hurston was yes. my great grandmother's best friend I hate you but sure that makes sense you too. you can ask my mommy it was her mom. I'm sure. She's the reason that they got that uh, my great grandmother and my great grandfather got married. Fun facts. Um, I ain't got nothing interesting. <laughs> right, this isn't nothing. even the Jordan side. It's like <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so it's just like I don't know. I think that basically it's just we would need more character development and backstory than we seem to have at this point and because of the way that like in this particular moment the way that like black people specifically have been like ignored in this um in these stories it doesn't really seem like it would be likely um so yeah so I feel like I have an idea that it I have the idea that it's going to be very much like colorblind and like la-di-da there's this black person and it's awesome and we like met your quota for representation um and she's like exceptional great yeah i just i think that there there is two things about this that she would have to be of that breed of callous <laughs> witcher wizard that just pieces out on their family mm-hmm. leaves you in georgia and i'll see you never callous to a certain extent i mean there is also like you could be writing letters and whatever but and moving to new york to like for the harlem renaissance but also she moved to the northeast for ilvermorny Right. So, you know, what does that look like? I don't, I don't think we'll get anything that. I don't think we'll get anything that, yeah. I don't think we'll get like her full backstory. I just would like to see and hope to see, um, like her character portrayed and written in a way that at least acknowledges it. We don't have to get all the details because it's not Serafina Pickery and the Fantastic Beasts. Um, although I would watch that movie. That's not what it is. And so it would, I don't think it would make sense to get her entire like backstory, but at the very least, like some acknowledgement that she is a black woman in the 1920s in this position. And like the fact that that's just not a normal or like easy or, 
um, yeah, it's just not an easy thing. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of that episode of Doctor Who when, or the two episodes when Martha goes back and the doctor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Becomes, becomes a human. human. And she, yeah, and she gets, they acknowledge it with like two or three, like she gets one moment of like strong racism mm-hmm. and then she gets a lot of like, girl, get in your place type of stuff, which is beyond like because she's a black woman and she's smart and she's a doctor and so you get that that feeling but it doesn't it's very surface yeah i mean it's the same thing i Um, always think about um since we're on doctor who the shakespeare episode which is one of my favorite doctor who episodes um but the moment when they they land in um they land in london and she's like so i'm not gonna get caught like carted off as a slave right and the doctor's like why would anyone do that like he hasn't traveled in time and space and doesn't know about slavery and like he somehow yeah. turned we can have a whole other conversation about how he, how he turns a blind eye to the atrocities of humans for whatever reason um millennia for like ever time. um but then like the ood he's like y'all are you humans are terrible but it's like okay but what about when they were enslaving actual humans you didn't you didn't go back to the... Okay, never mind. Um, thoughts on the doctor as a person of color. Um, that's on a different... It's a different time, different whatever. Um, that would... But... Sorry. The whole... Like, it's the whole thing of, like, mentioning it in, like... And it's also a similar thing, also, in Agent Carter. Um, in season two, when they had, like... Yeah. The, oh. When they had What's-His-Name, and they were, like... And then they had that one Listen. dude who was, like we're not going to serve you. And Peggy's like, fine, we're going to leave or whatever. She like stands up for him, but it's like so corny. And like to the point where it's like, you're really trying, like you're, it doesn't like, it's, it doesn't feel like you're really trying to address this issue. You're just trying to like kind of be surface about it and just kind of like pay lip service to it and be like, yeah, we're liberal, like white people who don't believe in segregation and like whatever. We're cool. Um, versus being like, no, nah, this is a real like- thing that happened with like real ramifications and like, re- you know what I mean? Like there was no real well, to way me, about it. it. None of the actual like- main characters in, in Agent Carter were like racist, which is like, that doesn't make sense. Jack Thompson yeah. is a sexist And not even, and not even like fuck. racist. You don't tell me like, Chad Michael Murray wasn't side-eyeing homeboy. Like, why are you here? Right. But it's like not even like not racist, but like even the Ron Weasley, like. Like D'Souza. You got some bias. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you have bias. Like, you and do. And it's just what it is. And I think that's way and, more like true and like real than to just act like it doesn't exist. Or like, even if it does, and I think the good white people or like, the good people oh, don't care about this. those things. It's like, no, that's not really the. And, like, we, what's going on right now? It's not, like, the reality of the situation um, and a part of, like, showing that you're actually against it is actually addressing what's actually happening and not what you think is happening. I think it's also, to me, it, like, those moments always felt like, okay, look, we did it. We acknowledge right. it. Leave us alone. Or, you know not mean? even like, that, not even leave passing. us alone, like, ooh, look at us, we did it, let's pat myself on the back, I'm such a great I don't even ally. think it's a pat on the, I really don't think it's a pat on the back, I really think it's, like, a white guilt, like, okay, we didn't sweep it under the rug, yeah, we were bad, but, like, that's how I felt okay, about, that, that's it, we don't have to do, we only do it once, we don't have to go back to it, And we're getting it, on a tangent, like, but that's also how I felt about the pilot of Timeless, and I was really excited to watch that show, and then I watched uh, Timeless. I haven't watched it yet, because I'm, I'm... It's fine, I only watched the first episode, because I watched it, and I was like... Mm, no because that's what it felt like to me and maybe it got better as you know as the season went oh on because it's still on um yeah 
maybe it got better, but to me that just immediately turned me off because it's a thing that I have noticed and have like gone through um, and dealt with with all these other shows that we just brought up. Um, and yes. and that makes could I potentially going to be dealing trailer, with with this movie? Yeah, that makes me sad too because in the trailer and in like the future X and stuff, they said that they weren't going to do that. It, they so, basically did. Live. It was like um, I have a lot. Of tweet, anyway. I have some tweets about it that you can find if okay. you would like to. Um, you don't have to. But it's from hell along. So back to yeah. So I think we should like, now kind of talk about our initial kind of reactions and thoughts about the trailer. Um, Mainly just the last one that came out because haven't seen it. I just we didn't go back to watch rewatch the te- the teaser and I guess you know this is the main one. Yeah, the one that they showed at um, Comic Con yeah. and there's like been some a few other things I think that have come out since then, but they've been like featurettes. Yeah, and like um, spots and like sneak peeks and stuff. And I don't usually like to watch those. Um, yeah, like I don't even watch those for like for Agents of Shield. They do that thing where they're like, oh look at the scene, like a sneak peek of a scene from the. I don't like to do that because I'm like that borders on spoilers for me and then i like kind of feel mad because i'm like i'm i'm coming in in the middle of something and it just feels weird and so that's just like my own personal preference so yeah so i don't like to do it just because i don't like to have expectations of that a thing like i did with timeless and i was like oh they said that they're gonna do this mm-hmm. thing um and i also don't want to become the person that's like mm, they said they're gonna do this <laughs> i want to like keep my <laughs> i want to be at least somewhat like getting harder and harder but i want to be a little bit like okay i'm gonna take people at their word and they're not liars yeah okay. totally so yeah so the first thing which i think we should just get out of the way because like it's a little bit petty and like we've talked about it already but the use of hedwig's theme is still annoying like so I, and annoying. so like as i was watching it because we both rewatched this for like you know those of us who aren't me us me and robin um we watched it like right before recording and so as i was watching it it had been a minute since you know because this came out the trailer came out in july um and i remember watching it and being like oh this could actually be lit and i'm like kind of getting a little bit excited for it which is like what a trailer is supposed to do but when they used the hedwig scene it brought me out again in the same way that it did when i watched it the first time where i was like oh this is okay all right then like i got my little thoughts or whatever going through my head but then i heard the hedwig sing and i was like why is that there? Like, they didn't want to... And I was actually kind of excited to, like, get a new theme song. You know what I mean? And be like, oh, yeah. now I'm gonna... Because who's doing the score? Do you know? I think it's John Is Williams. it? I think so. I I'm gonna double check, sure, but... but, um, but this goes back but to... But, like, I don't know. I was I just really excited to get some, like, new music mm-hmm. from it. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not John Williams. But he's doing Star Wars right it? now, so I think that's why. Oh, yeah. Who is it? Yeah. Oh, whoops. <laughs> you just closed it out. I did, because oh, I was him. like, it's not him. I want to say, though, while you're looking that up, like, I... Oh, it's the thing James about... James Newton Howard. Okay. James Howard. I think he did Les Mis or something like that. I'm not sure. I'm not... No, don't quote me. I'm not big on scores, guys. <laughs> I just know John Williams, and I know he's a shit, and that's about it. I'll get burned. I don't even want to get Like, Harry sports. Potter, um, Star Wars, that's all I need to know. <laughs> that's the extent um, but I knowledge. do think that like one of the things about and I, I need to like I don't I don't need to but I, I'm gonna just like say this from my brain is that when we when they announced Fantastic Beasts we were getting a new story in the wizarding world and the thing about that before we know all of the stuff that we know now like the first time we saw it and hearing Hedwig's theme was like if this is gonna be a new story don't like you can do winks at Harry Potter, but like that's too close. Yeah, and I think like, there's that totally is like to you can Harry. have the same kind of like themes or like sounds of music, or even if you like kind of 
weave it in there a little bit where you're like, oh, was that? Yeah. Oh, okay, I see what you do. You okay. kind of like slipped it in there, but it's a whole new original thing. I'd be like, all right, lit. But really, it's like literally the little like serpent turns into an S <laughs> and as the thing is moving into the background, like all the WB Harry Potter shit did, it does the theme song. And I'm like, it's the same. this just doesn't feel right. Um, but again, but it's I not think like too, a huge another... deal, but it just kind of makes me feel. I think it is. You do? I think it is. Here's why. So this is what I'm talking about with like Wink. So I'm a big Firefly fan, right? Mm-hmm. So Castle is like the new show that Nathan Fillion is on or was on because I think it's over now. Yeah. But when he started that show, there would be these moments where he would like, like he dressed up like Mal for Halloween. He was a space cowboy and they were making mm-hmm. fun of him. But it was like this Wink to firefly mm-hmm. in this really cute way that never was like we're doing a firefly episode it was just like oh we know why like we know why we're at like we know why castle goes to comic right and it's not because it's castle like the same thing with like when like bones bones goes to comic-con because um david boreanis was angel like and now it's there and it's still weird mm-hmm. that it's there. <laughs> but it's you know what i mean like it was it was that thing right we we know that we got that there's a subsection of you that are watching this show because this is Captain Mal. And fine. Here you go. Here's a little, like, Easter egg for you. Here's a little... Mm-hmm. Um, but the show is the show... Like, but we're doing this show and we're telling this story. And we can, like, make references, but we're telling this story. The thing that makes me so mad about um, Hedwig's theme, and I think that I think the reason why it's a big deal is because don't tell us that we're getting something new. And then, like, that was the first, like, oh, we're not getting something new. I don't think that and was now, the first, like, though. As it, maybe it was. I think, I think it, huh? I said maybe I think it was. it really was. Like, we got, like, because in the, in the first, like, teaser or something, they mentioned Dumbledore, but it was, to me, that, that made felt sense. like a wink, right? It was like, yeah, Dumbledore. Because like, he went to Hogwarts. He's British. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense, right? And it was like, to me, that was like a, oh, we know, like, you know, mm-hmm. this is happening. And it is and it is the bigger world. And, like, this British guy comes to America. So this British guy obviously knows, obviously knows Dumbledore. The Hedwig scene is a tie to the movie, to Fantastic Beasts and to Harry Potter that ties them together thematically in a way that is like this is the same this is not a different franchise in the same world the way that like rogue one is not a part of you know it's a star wars it, and it is a, a prequel universe, into a new hope low-key because what they're trying to do, sorry i didn't mean to burst your bubble but they're trying to stop the building of the death star yeah Vader's but it's it. new characters and these characters don't really you know go into like they're gonna have their own story and like yeah it does tie back but like but, this is a story that happens in this world yeah no I think I don't that, know I, I think that like, the Star Wars one isn't necessarily like comparable only because they didn't like while yes Rogue One is like a one-off they didn't say that it was completely separate from the overall story okay I have it. Yeah. I have yeah. it. And it's not Star Wars. It's I'm like, Star Trek. Okay. Because I was like, I, okay. I get what you're saying, but I just don't think that's the right <laughs> comparison. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, Star Trek, there's, like, on Star... I think I even did this you once might have. on this podcast. Like, on Star Trek The Next Generation, they mention Captain Kirk and, like, these people that 
got them in to start like space exploration and had these fantastic and amazing things and like they exist in this universe and they're known quantities and you can't get away from like you know Spock who was on the you know on the original crew of Star Trek but is now like an ambassador and like he comes in even on certain episodes and like he but he is not they're telling a new story a new you know it's like years in the future 60 years or something like that and so the it doesn't revolve around okay we're doing all this to get to that original story and then with Voyager it's the same thing like Deep Space Nine like Card is in like the pilot episode which is like you know kind of what happens when you do spinoffs and whatever mm-hmm. but it's not we're doing this whole new thing and so to tie those things so closely together so early it made me like okay so everything that you've said so far is that true is right. that really what we're gonna see and now it's being confirmed that no it's not true and that's not what we're gonna see and like my I think it was the first sign of things to come yeah I, I mean deal. I think that I think that we've kind of had like you know there's been different disappointments throughout this situation um and i don't know it's it's been kind of like it's kind of sucked a little bit because i do remember when fantastic beast was announced and i was excited about it i was like lit we're getting a new thing and it's in a new harry potter i was a little disappointed it wasn't the marauders to be honest but i was like it's cool whatever we're getting a new story it's completely separate from harry potter i'm down it's the wizarding world there's wands and there's wizards i'm lit great it's not in america awesome we're gonna learn some new things um and then it kind of just kind of went it's been going downhill from there and so i've been trying to because it is like it's coming out and it's it's out at this point by the time this episode (laughs) is um dropped but like and so i'm you know i'm trying to maintain my optimism maybe when i get into the theater and the music starts, and the lights go down, maybe I'll be like, oh, okay. Like, I, maybe I'll get that feeling again regardless. Or, like, despite what my, like, head has been telling me, and despite, you know what I mean? Like, maybe initially at least. And I think I kind of got, like, a little bit of it watching the trailer. Um, at least from the beginning. And obviously it's really difficult. Like, I, y'all know me. I'll start off great, and then my brain kicks in. <laughs> And this is the same thing. I mean, and it happened to me with Order of the Phoenix, and it's why, you know, I, I rant about how much I hate that movie, but really what happened was that I was really excited, um, and I got all those giddy feelings from the beginning, and I was like, this is awesome. It's, again, keep the secret. Same thing that happened with The Cursed Child. I started off, I was like, just about this to bring that awesome. up. I think it's exactly... I'm, I'm ready for, like, to have this feeling. Like, my heart is palpitating. I'm like, okay, I'm ready. Like, let's do this. Let's do this. And then something happens, and my brain switches on and is like, okay, but wait, what was that? Okay, wait, but that doesn't make sense. And so it's like a thing that I've always had to deal with just in general. Um, and I think one of the things with yeah, I was gonna tie in particular this. is that um, because of the way that they marketed it to us, my brain kick clicked in much farther. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, what's it called in North America that came out in February? Um, and so... It just, like, or Magic in North America, I finally figured out what it was called. Um, It came out in February. That's so far before November, right? Before it comes out. That gives you so many months to have your head, your brain kick in and to, like, have all these spaces to, to like, pluck holes in them. Um, Whereas, like, she could have just told the story in Fantastic Beasts and we could figure out all we needed to know. Because I don't think that you're going to need to know all all this information on Pottermore before watching this movie because most people won't do that before they go see the movie. Um, so I think that that was kind of the thing that kind of 
you know, it was different between, like, with A Cursed Child, I, like, actively did not search for, like, for spoilers. And so when I came into it, I was, I was still optimistic coming into it versus this, it's a little bit different because I have all this information coming in and there's been all of these announcements and they're, it's again kind of the point when we're talking about trying too hard, like they're trying so hard to make us excited for it. That they're kind of like, at least for me, they're pulling me away from it. I was going to say that it, it was, it is exactly like Cursed Child for me. Um, I, and I, and we also had different reactions to Curse Child. I think they were, they were similar, but it was a little bit different. Whereas in the theater, I was in it. Like, even after the break, and I was like, like I, you were like, this isn't, this isn't what's happening. And I was like, no, they're going to fix it. <laughs> they have a whole nother play. That's why they did. I understand now why it needed to be two plays, because they fucked everything up. And we're sitting here and we're all disappointed, but then we're going to go back in and they're going to fix it. And then we're going to be like, oh my God, they fixed it. And that never happened. But even while I was like coming to the realization, like they're not fixing it, they're making it worse. I could see you on the side, like rolling your eyes and being like, like coming out of it. But I was still like in awe of the production and everything. Mm -hmm. And like in my seat, I was still like, this is awesome. I'm in the wizarding world, even though this is not at all the wizarding world I want. And then afterwards it was like, now every time I talk about it, I can only, cause the story is what follows you, right? Like in, um, in all of these things, like in books and movies and whatever, you can remember like the witty jokes and the don't, no need to call me Sarah professor or turn to page 394 in the movies mm -hmm. or, um, Harry Potter and Chris <laughs> Child, like the way he said it. You can remember those things, but like what follows you is the story. Yeah. And like if their story isn't there or is lacking, then that is all that matters in the end. And so like I say to people all the time, like I think going to see Chris Child is worth it to have that experience. But just know that it's never, it's not good. <laughs> well, and, I mean, and it's not going to be like, you know what I mean? Like the, the actors can like, actors can only do so much. Sets can only do so much, but like it's, and so I think. Let's bring it back before you probably, start getting, yeah. spoiling people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was, I was going to say like, I think that when I go to the movies and I sit there, I'm going to be in the world. I'm going to be, just as excited as I was, like, the same way I am with Order of the Phoenix. Like, the way that I think about Order of the Phoenix is, like, I understand every single critique you have about that movie, and every single critique is valid. But as soon as Voldemort shoots glass at Dumbledore, and he turns it into sand, my brain goes, whoa! <laughs> and, like, all of that goes out the window. Like, even though I know. And I know, but, like, in my seat... When it's on, I'm in a happy place. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is what these movies are going to do. But no matter what, afterwards, when someone's like, so what did you think? I'm going to be like, why was, why was Sarah Fiona Pickery? How does she exist? Mm -hmm. Like, it was awesome. And I think and, that that, I think that that's and why. fine. You know what I mean? Like, I think that for me, sometimes I do wish that I could just like turn my brain off and just enjoy something. But for me, like certain things, and I generally can, but like, Certain things just kind of like pull me out, 
Like, I'll yeah. be, like, now, and this used to not really happen so much with books, um, but recently, like, I'll read a book and I'll be like, this is great. Not so much anymore because I generally exclusively read people of color for the most part as much as I can, and that helps, especially black women. Anyway, um, <laughs> like, and doing that actually helps me, but I think it's also kind of, like, heightened my reaction when I'm reading, like, stuff written, written by other people and it's like a thing will happen and it's super small and if I was like five years younger I and like not five years younger because more like if I was myself five years ago I would yeah. skim right by it and keep reading and be fine um now though I pause and I'm like wait a second what the fuck was that and then I gotta like re- like kind of set my brain back up to like keep moving on in the book you know what I mean like I have to kind of like recalibrate my mind to like keep going um with movies you just gotta keep going because it's, it's gonna keep going without you like you don't you know what I mean like in a movie theater um you don't get a moment to like pause it or whatever so yeah so sometimes I do wish I could just like enjoy some shit and generally that's how I go into things and then my brain goes hey but what about this thing right here that doesn't make any sense let's think about this um and so yeah, like I said, it's just like these, like the the marketing for these movies and the way that they've revealed things and the way that they've like put out this information has just allowed and like made it so that it's brought pulled me out much earlier than it would if I just went to go see the movie. So yeah, I mean, Agreed. the only other like main thought I had watching the trailer other than that, the beasts look lit, like the special effects look lit. Um, I'm, I am a little bit worried, and this wasn't the thought I was going to say, but it just popped in my head. I am a little bit worried that they're going to do some Priori Incantatum stuff, uh, because that's like uh, the... And if they don't do it for this one, they will probably do it in the duel with Dumbledore and Grindelwald in the long run. And and, and I just really don't want them to, but it's because it's so frustrating to me, because I'm like, that's not what it is. Um, and even in like the Harry Potter like versus Voldemort... Um, battles and stuff in the movies they did it way too many times for it to like (laughs) even have weight anymore because i'm like that's not what the spell that's not what's happening and it's only because of like their like horcrux wand whatever the fuck um they got a lot of shit going on between them but that doesn't mean that every single person dueling has like prior rank and had them and like light spilling and shit anyway i mean we we got that we get that in the books i mean in the movies regardless like they burn down the burrow because they're like shooting sparks at each other is not action packed, and it's like, well, we're not watching that. But the also, Hunger like, Games. if you're not doing hand to hand combat, we know that that's fine. Also, if like, you say Torrentalegra and somebody's legs start flipping out, you'd be like, oh shit, that's some action right there. <clears throat> right, or the Phoenix. Like, okay, but they there's just this fundamental misunderstanding of and this spans the entire Wizarding mm-hmm. world, but there's a fundamental misunderstanding of like who the audience is, what we're willing to like like what we need and what we want and what we know going in like we know what this looks like you know what i mean and like acting can do that like you can have an action-packed scene where no one d- moves mm-hmm. it just tits you know <laughs> what i mean like just like the shit's tits. I mean, that's just like, movies that in is, general it, yeah and it's like you don't need there doesn't need to be like an explosion for me to be happy like the best parts of cert- some of those movies and like this is just like a testament to acting is like Maggie Smith gives a look, Mm -hmm. you know, Alan Rickman pauses and I'm like, those are, and to be honest, those are all of the things that lasted in those movies to begin with. Like, but they continue to like fall on this fake narrative that exists because they made it like 
people don't go see these movies without explosions because they decided that people only go see explosions, but that there's no basis in that. It's like, like, you know, Sorcerer's Stone had, like, barely any spells, right? <laughs> right! <laughs> like, like, y'all remember when he started off, right? And at the end of the day, like, Harry Potter is not a story about spells and duels. Like, it's not about that. Like, so... We don't need it, yeah. you know? So, yeah. Um, anyway, special effects look lit. Um, my yes. my last thing, and I kind of mentioned it in the beginning, um, is, like, re-watching the trailer, and then, like, I, it's probably gonna, I'm probably gonna have the same feeling while I'm watching, like, the movie, is Newt Scamander is very Doctor Who to me. This is, like, Newt didn't yeah. get cast for the 12th Doctor, but he got cast for yeah. Fantastic Beasts, and he's like, all and right, Eddie Redmayne, I'm gonna work it. I'm gonna show him what they're Redmayne, missing. not Newt. Huh? Yeah. You're right. You're right. You mean Eddie Redmayne. I did mean Eddie Redmayne. I actually did mean yeah. that. Um, but I was reading Newt Scamander on my notes. So, it, yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. But I'm just. No, yeah. you are right. You are correct. And I more mean, I already meant, I meant like Newt Scamander is, is Doctor Who in that that's how Eddie Redmayne is like portraying him. It's, it's playing very, him, yeah. it's very Doctor Who-ish. And like, especially when you see, and this is in the teaser, I believe, because it's not in the trailer, when he, like, pops out of the suitcase. And I remember that's when I had the first feeling of that, that, is when he, yeah, when he goes, like, the come on. And I loved it. I was like, this is great. But, like, it also very much reminded me of Doctor Who. And not even just the, like, I mean, yes, the bigger in the inside or whatever, but not really that. (laughs) You know what I mean? It wasn't really the bigger on the inside. It was more the way that he was beckoning this muggle, like, this outsider who's just discovering this world. Again, like a companion. And then going, and then, yeah, you know, going into this thing, it's bigger on the inside, but really it's his, come on, let's go. And then, like, and then in the... We had bigger on the inside with Hermione's case. and Right, and that was, like, it is what it is. Undetectable extension charm. It's cool. Yeah, it doesn't feel... It didn't feel Doctor Who. Um, and then there's like a moment in the trailer where he's like, where he's telling like these, I, I believe they, I'm pretty sure they're muggle police cause they have like guns. Um, yeah. and he's like, oh, there's nothing to worry Don't about. Panic. Don't worry about it. It'll be cool. Um, and then this like creature comes like just coming at them or whatever. Um, that was super Doctor Who. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he's yeah. harmless. It was, I mean, it's Hagrid ish, but like. I think it's the coat, it's the hair, he's British, he's like skinny, he doesn't have eyebrows. It's like very... Leave his eyebrows alone. He just doesn't have them. It's, it's just an observation. It's not a thing that he possesses. I am not That's lying. Is there, is there a lie somewhere in that sentence? Yes. Where? He has eyebrows, they're just fake. He's Robin. Like mine. Robin. He doesn't have eyebrows. As someone with faint eyebrows, I protest. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, so I, that was the yeah. only other thought I had is that it's very hooish. My thoughts from the trailer are of this, these things. It feels very magical. It feels nice to be in a new place and to be in a new setting and to not really know, like, like to be excited to see what Makusa looks mm-hmm. like. But then there are, like, these things where they, they did, like, the statue and it felt like the magic is might statue and like you know what I mean it like it's different but not different enough right. it didn't like nothing in that and maybe it's because it's set in the 1920s but even still I've watched a lot of period pieces it doesn't feel American it feels like a British take it feels British it could mm-hmm. be in Britain and it's a British director um a British writer so, and I, I love huh? a British writer British writer yeah and so it just, 
a change of setting for a change of setting without any like especially when it's a real place without any like deep dive um just feels it, it has i have my guards up a little bit like i really want to believe this and like yes it's the 1920s but then we also get into the it's in new york and i don't see people of color mm-hmm. around um even in the 20s when it was segregated and stuff like they're on the street they're in the background right as, as they should know over there segregated in the cities right like so it just it, those things are the things that make me worried but um and and i think that that is the biggest takeaway that I get from the trailer. Like, it just, it you say welcome to America, but you don't sound American. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you have that, like, it just, it doesn't feel American enough. And it's, like, the Englishman in New York is, like, cool or whatever, but... No. <laughs> um, all right. So, all right. MVP and benched. I think that's it. All right. Um, so we usually do MVPs and bench for the chapter, but like most bonus episodes, we're going to do MVPs and bench for, I guess, pre-Fantastic Beast material. Yeah. Marketing. What we're, what we're thinking right. about. Yeah. I, I'm going to go with characters. I'm going to make Serafina Pickery my MVP. Oh, I love it. Um, And I think that oh, I, I knew what I was going to do. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and bench the scourers because like what the fuck is wrong with you, bro? Like how are you just gonna sell out your fam like that for some money? Like that's hella shady. And then be mad that they convict you for like selling out your folks. You literally got like, people for murdered for money it. and then you got salty because they were like, nah, you should be punished for that shit. And then you were like, you know what? We're just gonna like plot on the on the I under, mean- on the low, and the also like, the shower just... thing, as you are saying that, doesn't make sense how it's generational. Well, it says he passed. They pass it down. What do you mean? They pass, but no, they're so not. They're... There were scourers, and then the rest are just descendants of scourers. So they just like, and know. they're not magical. I'm no, they're not. They just believe that, like, they know that magic exists, and they hunt them. Mm-hmm. Okay, or they don't really hunt them. I'm they just like... believe magic exists and have like a hatred of them. So then, if like a wizard or witch comes out to them, they're like, nah, fam. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they, yeah, yeah. Um. So my MVP is the entire cast. Serafina Pickery, um, yes, but I'm excited. I think Eddie Redmayne looks like he's having fun. The guy that's the Muggle looks like he's having fun, mm-hmm. and like some of the other casting that we haven't seen yet, but they'll come in the next five um, movies. Look great. Um, minus. Johnny Depp, he's not on the list. No. He's excluded. He's benched forever. He's not. He's not. Ex- he's not on the team. He's not on. We the don't team. acknowledge that. So I say the cast, but when I say the cast, I just mean there's a lot of people in there that I want to list. And I didn't want to like list them all by name, but Johnny Depp, he's not in that. No. He ain't in there. Nope. And then, like always, I bench Warner Brothers, because why? Or. No, this one, I get the why, but do better. You have money. You have all of my money. I don't have any money right now because you got it. So use that money and do what we need you to do or leave us alone. Yes. You got two choices. 
do right by me or leave me alone. Because I'm fine all by my damn self with my books, the movies I got, the fanfic that I'm already, I'm just in, I'm, I'm <laughs> down a rabbit hole, fine. Connie put me on the feelings bench. Connie is also bench. Connie, because why is this fanfic in my life and it ain't brought me any joy? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh, on Wednesday. Connie, Thanks for listening. I mean, obviously, these don't count towards, like, our actual spreadsheet at all, so Robin can bench whoever she wants. It doesn't go to anything, Connie. I bench your money, It doesn't then. mean anything. Okay, now, <laughs> calm down, Pam. <laughs> I bench your money. I bench all them Trump voters. I bench y'all. I bench America. I bench America. I bench Britain. I bench CNN. I bench MSNBC. Who else can I bench? It don't count. It's not on the spreadsheet? Put it on the spreadsheet. I bench that dude down the street. He's always yelling. Like, shut up. Thanks for I listening. Bench the dog next, Thank next door. you for listening. On Wednesday, we will resume our regular schedule and discuss Chapter 5 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire Weasley's Wizard Wheezes. Um, make sure to read and follow along. Um, if you would like to join the conversation on Twitter, add us at WeBlackAndNerds, hashtag Wizard Team. You know where to find us. BlackGirlsCreate.com. I also bit I caviar because the the delivery fee is out of control. And I know that they raise the prices on the regular food, too. You can't raise prices on the individual food and then charge me, like, a $5 delivery fee. Bench you. Caviar. Bye. Bye.